So let this thing sink in for a moment. The state of Michigan, which used to lead the nation in personal income and net worth, or at least we were top 10, top 5, we are now 39th in the nation when it comes to per capita personal income. And we're trending, once the numbers come in, to fall behind Idaho and at least one other state and be 41st. I mean, pretty soon we're going to be in Mississippi territory, folks. And the reason is, according to one prominent group, we've got our priorities in the wrong place. We keep chasing low-wage jobs instead of high-knowledge jobs. Lou Glazer is president and co-founder of Michigan Future, Inc. Just dropped a very important study on how we're missing out. Lou joins us live this morning. Hello, sir. Help me understand the difference. I mean, we, we know that in some cases we're spending billions on these battery jobs, which deliver incomes below $50,000 a year, and we're missing out on the high-knowledge jobs. What qualifies as a high-knowledge manufacturing job uh, under your definitions? Yeah, although most of the high-knowledge jobs are not uh, manufacturing. So uh, here are the industries where the average wages uh, in Michigan are over $100,000. Nationally, it's like $125,000. So it's information which is... um, telecommunications, uh, software, and media, uh, finance and insurance, um, corporate headquarters, and this catch-all category called professional services, which is law firms, engineering firms, accounting firms, and on and on and on. And then three manufacturing industries, aerospace, chemicals and pharmaceuticals, uh, and computers. But but a vast majority of the jobs are in the non-manufacturing knowledge jobs, and they have two characteristics. Um, one is they've got much higher wages than the than the average wage for everybody. But secondly, all of the industries, even the three manufacturing industries, a preponderance of the workers have four-year degrees, so that's why they get called knowledge uh, jobs. So. What we what we this report what was important for us and the us is Don Grimes from the University of Michigan and myself is is that we were re-releasing a report that we did in 2004. The 2004 report said uh, Michigan is going to be a poor state unless we grow the knowledge economy in Michigan yeah. and concentrate uh, young professionals. We didn't. And we went from 16th in 1999 to 39th in uh, 2022. Um, so we spent 20 years sort of focused on the wrong stuff, and we're paying the price for it. Yeah, you didn't say I told you so, and, and we, nope. we you, you were very nice not to do that, but you could have easily said, hey, we, we told you this 20 years ago. Lou, what, what do you think are the barriers to the challenges uh, or the challenges that's hindering the transition, in your opinion? Well, from our perspective, I think the biggest barrier is is that, well, there are two big barriers. First, no one seems to care that we're 39th. I mean, no one pays a price for the state's uh, prosperity collapsing. Uh, the press really, to be honest with you, does not cover it, never asks politicians about what do you, you know, we've fallen from 16th and 39th, what are you going to do about it? So... You know, Sandy Barua, the head of the Detroit Regional Chamber, just did a House on Fire speech. That's the first time anybody's given a speech like that. So, the first is is that we got to care about it. That we've got to that the fact that 
the unemployment rate is low, but people can't pay the bills needs to become a priority in Michigan. Second, uh, all of our economic development focus, as Guy was mentioning, has been focused on manufacturing plants um, and not on the knowledge economy, and that has to switch. Manufacturing plants now have average wages about the same as the nation, but Michigan is missing what makes us 39th is, is that we just have way too few high-paid jobs. And we've got to have a high-wage economic development strategy. Uh, Lou, we did a college tour, and these colleges are trying to uh, retain these young people and get them ready right. for software and AI and these higher-paying knowledge-based jobs. That's got to help moving forward, right? Absolutely. No question. Although, if you look at the industries right now, you know, like finance insurance is on there and corporate headquarters are on there, it it really is a bachelor's degree with any major. It's not just STEM. Um, so, but yes, I mean, but, but, uh, so the, one of the priorities for the state is, is to have a K-16 system that is preparing, that is having a lot more kids complete four-year degrees. There's still way too many kids that go to college, uh, and don't finish. And so we've got to focus on four-year degrees. Uh, we've got to focus on completion rates. And then when they graduate, we got to have places where they want to live so they don't go to Chicago or New York or Denver. Yeah, but there seems to be a certain element of, of, of a self-inflicted wound here because when Sandy Baru and the folks of the Greater Regional Chamber did a survey ahead of the Mackinac conference, right. they found that only 12% of Michiganders thought a four-year degree was necessary to get a better-paying job. We don't believe in the value of that higher education, and apparently we're happy to accept a, a, a lower um, experience of prosperity. Yes. Yeah, no, that, that, that is a major part of the problem. Now, I will argue that one of the reasons why that percentage is going down is, is that people with clout, uh, the business community included, but uh, elected officials in both political parties, have spent the last decade telling kids, you don't need a four-year degree, you can do just as well uh, with a certificate, a bachelor, uh, associate's degree or whatnot. It simply is not true. I mean, I always use the example right now, uh, you know, people are told that going, going to a coding boot camp is the same as getting an engineering degree from Lawrence Tech. Not true. What about a, a collaboration between government and educational institutions and private sector? You know, how can they facilitate this transition into this more knowledge-based economy in Michigan? Yeah, well, so the first thing is is that uh, if you can get an agreement amongst those three sectors that the knowledge economy is the focus of, on economic development, they can do terrific things together. Uh, starting with, you know, just sort of messaging that we just talked about, but but also there's a whole set of initiatives you can do. The one thing that is absolutely essential, young people before they have kids, young college graduates before they have kids are way over-concentrated in vibrant central cities uh, where you do not need to own a car. Uh, Michigan does not have competitive cities, and we obviously are horrible at transit. So, so cities matter, uh, along with the three that uh, that you mentioned. Absolutely, if 
they got all, if all those groups got together and said the knowledge economy is the priority, it would make a huge difference in Michigan. So how do we incentivize these knowledge jobs, Lou? Right now we've got this SOAR fund. We're throwing billions at battery plants to move here. Yeah. What do we need to do to light a fire for the knowledge economy? So I'm not exactly sure anybody knows the answer to that. The reason why in 2004 we said the two things that matter were uh, concentration in knowledge-based industries and concentration of 25 to 34 votes with four-year degrees is because talent is, talent is now attracting capital. So rather than incentivizing companies, we need to figure out ways in which young professionals want to live in Michigan. So let me just tell you a quick story. So we lost, uh, Detroit and Grand Rapids competed for the Amazon second headquarters. Neither of them made the top 20. Northern Virginia won. Northern Virginia's incentive package to Amazon was a billion dollars. Detroit's was four billion. They walked away from $3 billion because they wanted talent mattered more to them than cash. Right. And that we've got to make sure that we're growing the talent, but we also take responsibility for guiding our kids into those knowledge job sectors. Exactly. Lou, it is a hair on fire moment, and your report yep. was fortunately too prescient 20 years ago, and all of it has come true. Uh, we appreciate your time, and uh, let's all work on this together. Keep us updated, won't you? Sure. Thanks very much. All right, Lou Glazer, president and co founder of Michigan Future Inc., you can find that report. It's called Path to Prosperity, and you can find it in a number of places. When we come back, talking about talent leaving the state of Michigan, well, there's one talented guy we got to stay, and it could be a game changer for our Lions. That's next with Steve Courtney on JR Morning. You know, if you're considering an electric vehicle, Consumers Energy has your back there. With their enhanced Power My Drive program, you can get so much valuable information. You can talk to an EV specialist, learn more about driving electric, the available rebates, the incentives, how you cover the cost of installing a home charger, and also finding the best electric rate for that overnight charging that will be happening. Their website can really help get you started no matter where you are in your electric vehicle journey, and you can assess the real costs out there to making that leap. Visit ConsumersEnergy.com slash EV to learn more.